broadcasting from the Any Hour Services podcast studios. I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and you're listening to In the House. In the House is a podcast about the major systems in the house. Electrical, plumbing, heating, air conditioning. Each week, I'm joined by a panel of experts. We pick a topic and we discuss it in depth. It's meant to be informative informative, informative, and hopefully bring you some value. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of cabling your sewer line. Uh, or otherwise known as routering, some people call it that. But the sewer main line is that main pipe that goes from the house to the city. If you've ever, if you ever have multiple drains backing up, especially if it's in a basement or a lower uh, level of the home, chances are you're having an issue with your sewer main line. We usually or what usually happens is we call a plumber or a drain company, they come out and they cable the line. Then once the water is gone away as a homeowner, we think the issue is resolved. But that might not be the case. And we're gonna talk about that on the show today. Today I'm joined by Matt, Jesse, and Chasen. Um, they are the management team of the drains and sewer department at Any Hour Services. These guys specialize in all things drains. Boom. Boom. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Good to be here. So let's actually just start at the beginning. Why would someone need to cable their sewer main line? Well, the biggest reason is because obviously it's clogged. Okay. Something's happening that is not letting the water go down the line like it's supposed to. And usually that manifests with water coming up somewhere it's not supposed to, usually going to be the lowest point in the house, a floor drain or something like that. Um, there's a lot of different things that cause those clogs to happen. And that's really the, the main issue is why is it clogging? Yeah, and so there's things that can go wrong in those old pipes, even in new pipes. Um, but it's bellies where it's lost the slope, it's sagging. Um, or roots have found their way into the line, or there's joints that have offset. There's several different things that can cause it, um, but every one of those is uh, basically a failure of the system. Uh, and so the, the cable that you put in there serves one purpose, and that's to make the water go down. Uh, it's not going to fix anything or anything like that. It just makes water go down. So people do it because they're seeing water where they're not supposed to, uh, and it's not going down the, down the line like it's like it is supposed to. So what does cabling accomplish? Cabling really doesn't do much. The, the biggest goal with running a cable through there is poke a hole through whatever's making it back up and get that water to go down. Um, so you think about a four inch pipe and it's, it's a pretty good sized pipe. It's the largest one in the home. Even the bottom of the toilet's only two inches. So anything that can get through those drains should have zero problem running through that bigger pipe. Uh, and so when you run a cable through one that's clogged, the cable is also about two inches going into a four inch pipe and it pokes a small hole in whatever's causing that blockage so that the water will go down. Now, 99% of the time, that's temporary. The water only goes down for a short time until whatever made it clog becomes an issue again. Uh, most commonly it's roots, um, which the misconception with roots is that they caused the problem. Really all roots do is uh, exacerbate an existing problem, which is that something's open Usually it's a joint that has failed and it's letting water out and roots from a tree are always looking for water. So when they find a little bit of water trickling out of this pipe, they didn't know was there, they follow it right back into that pipe. So if cabling doesn't really accomplish that much, except letting the water down, why do we do it? Well, the biggest reason is because in order to figure out what needs to happen to actually fix that pipe, we've got to be able to see it. And when it's got the water in it, currently you're blind in there with the, you know, we have things that cameras that we can put into these pipes that actually get eyes on the problem, find out what's making it back up. 
uh, where it is, tons of different details we can get from those, but they don't work very well if there's water in the line. And so you can't see anything, throws the location off, things like that. And so two reasons, one, so we can see what's going on, and two, to get the water out of the house. Yeah, because if, even if we can get it to go down temporarily, that at least alleviates the immediate, there's, it's flooding right now, so that we have the time we need to get to fixing the problem. And, you know, we, we've talked about this before uh, offline, but when for a homeowner, when they've got a backup or they're having a blockage, in their mind, the problem is I've got water where it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And when we go in and we poke a hole through it or cable it and, and the water goes away in their mind, they're like, oh, it's fixed. But, you know, that's not necessarily the case. So um, more often than not, it's not mm -hmm. uh, fixed is an exaggeration okay. in, those, in those cases. Yes. So so talk to me more about that then. Like how how do you take a homeowner that their stress has been alleviated because the water's gone and talk to them about what the root call, not pun intended, actually, you know, what the cause, what the main cause of that backup was. So walk me through how you uh, talk to somebody about, you know, educating them. Because that's, that's what we do when we go out. A big part of this job when we go out to people's homes is actually educating them on how their homes work and the systems in their home work. And, you know, we've mentioned before that you don't really see your sewer main line and you don't really know that it's there I mean, you know that it's there, but you're not really thinking about it until there's an issue and it's not doing what it's supposed to. So, you know, talk to me about, uh, about that. Well, and that's the whole benefit to a sewer line is you're not supposed to have to think about it. And so what we see a lot of times is people who have had this issue every time they flush the toilet in the back of their mind, they're thinking, man, did that just come up in the basement? Um, and so when you're standing there and you got a pool of water where there's not supposed to be one, the, the problem in a homeowner's mind is why is there water here? The problem in a technician's mind is why is there not water going where it's supposed to be going? Um, and so it's just that simple change in, in thought process makes you go, okay, so the water's here is only a symptom. The real problem is why is it not going anywhere else? And so when you've got a little bit of water you're looking at and you get the water to go down, the big thing is you want to make sure it's not going to happen again. Um, and so, I mean, nobody wants sewage in their basement. Nobody I know wants sewage sure. in their basement. Uh, and so even if you can get the water to go down temporarily, it's going to come back unless you do something about it. I think the people that have had a backup, a significant enough one that where they had to replace their main line, they probably understand what we're talking about. But let's assume that there are people listening right now that haven't ever really thought about, uh, you know, that sewer main line, what it's made of, why it was getting cabled, and they've never had to deal with that type of thing. So let's actually educate them on uh, you know, what to watch for, why it's an issue, um, so that they can be proactive and not have to have a flooded basement. You guys want me to keep talking? I, I love hearing It is myself. the chasing show and we can tell you like to hear yourself talk. I do. Well, I do. uh, you've got you a great voice for it. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Thanks guys. <clears throat> if you want to go off, uh, how, how you just said that, what to watch for and, and why it would happen. Uh, the things that we we discuss with homeowners on what to watch for is is just anything acting as it normally wouldn't so like a a toilet moving really slow or finding uh you know disgusting black discolored water in a tub or something when you're using the drains or you go downstairs like we've talked before and you find two to three feet of of pooled up water around a floor drain right two to three feet in, in diameter. diameter. Oh, gotcha. Yep. I'm thinking like, whoa, that's, that, that's yeah. deep. You're, You're going to notice correction. that one. <laughs> yeah, good correction. Yeah, you'll find it when you hit the bottom of the stairs. But uh, so those kinds of things. But those kinds of things have already happened 
and that would be the reason for us you know our drain a service tech going out there then when you talk about why they happen is exactly like Jason said is not not exactly the root issue it's you have an opening or a malfunction in the sewer line that's supposed to take the sewage and the water out and something has penetrated that or become an obstruction which has allowed the water to come back and so if we don't have the water clear, we can't see and identify that. So the idea is to clear that. And then as we clear it, we can identify it. And then we'd go into the education process or talk to them about that, whether it's roots, foreign object, break, collapse, uh, no grade, you know, a whole bunch of other things, which we could talk about those too. But though that's kind of, you know, the why they've already called us about, most people already know, but that or what to watch for, that's what you would watch for and, and why it could be several different things. Yeah, and like Jesse said, the the water not going where it's supposed to go that's what you're watching for is if you run water over here and then it shows up over somewhere else usually low if you have a basement it'll show up if it is a sewer line backing up it'll show up in the basement at the lowest point point. Um, anytime a drain backs up you're going to see that backup happen from the lowest point of whatever part of the system is backing up water's going to take the path of least resistance every time and gravity which is awesome when it comes to sewer lines that's what they rely on entirely Gravity makes it so that that water always stays perfectly level. So as that pipe fills up with things staying level, it's going to show up at the lowest point as it comes up the line. And so it's, it's going to be the, the floor drain that's near the water heater in the furnace. It's going to be, if, if there's not a floor drain there or the floor drain doesn't work for some reason, a bathtub in the basement or whatever drain is the next lowest point. If you run flush the toilet upstairs and it shows up somewhere downstairs, you're dealing with something in your sewer line. Well, and the only thing that I'd add is th these are the most common sewer lines and the most common sewer line that we see in this area, it, uh, is it leaves your home and it goes to a sewer um, connection, which is a, a larger main, uh, anywhere from eight inch to 42 inch. Uh, and that that's the city's, the city's main, main and it carries it to the treatment plant. Um, but there are other systems that we see out there. Septic tanks are still out there. And so if you're talking maintenancing a septic tank, it's totally different. You know, that's a whole other show on its own. But I want to make sure people understand that. There are pumps still being used every day out there. Not as many as the, the typical traditional sewer line. But there are pumps that homes don't have the grade. And so they get flow into a, a pump that pumps it and injects it into the sewer main. That's a whole other topic too on maintenance in that so so we're so if you have a septic tank this episode is not about that if you've got pumps in the system to get the thing this, to get the waste out this episode is not about that we're mainly talking about gravity fed mainline going connecting to the city and you you've mentioned before that a lot of people might not realize that you're actually responsible for everything from the city's connection back to the house. So some people think that like, oh, well that thing that connects from my house out to the city's connection, that's their responsibility. But if it's on your property, that's your responsibility, right? Yeah, in most cases, you're totally right. And it's, and that connection can be anywhere. It could be on your side of the road. It might be on the other side of the road and you're responsible all the way across the road. Mm. In most cases, it's somewhere near the middle of the road. And, and this goes state by state and even sewer district by sewer district. But most of the time, homeowners are responsible all the way to that connection which means if there's something that needs to happen underneath the road, homeowners are responsible for paying for that road damage and things like that. So let's, let's kind of bring us back. So we've kind of laid a foundation uh, of some things, but the, the episode, we're talking about the pros and cons of cabling 
uh, the line. So it's obviously the first step usually when you've got water in the line because you want to expose whatever the problem is so that you can get a camera down and see it. Uh, but let's talk about, so that's a pro. Mm -hmm. You're getting the water gone and you're draining the pipe so you can get another tool down there that's specialized in seeing where the problem is and locating where that is. Let's talk about some of the cons, uh, the negatives of uh, cabling. The only thing I want to add to the pro before yep. we leave that topic, I mean, it, cables definitely have a place. If Jason was talking about the toilet being everything being a two inch diameter, going into a four inch diameter on the main, a very small chance that you are able to, if someone pulls a toilet off, a kid drops a toy down that line, it wedges itself into something, a cable awesome it, it most of the time can either break it loose push it down to the main maybe even put a snag hook on it pull it back so any kind of object that gets put in the main that doesn't belong there cables great for it um, that's one of the things i wanted to touch on because they definitely have their place there um, but to do it as a maintenance is definitely not that and to add to what you're saying i would say that if you have gotten to the point that you had to have your line cabled and you don't know why the thing backed up, it's always best to then have the thing cameraed. 100%. Like um, they, they make tools where you can send a high definition camera down the line. It's got LED lights in it where it illuminates everything that's going on so you can actually see what the problem is. And if you don't know that someone dropped something down the drain and you're not sure why it backed up, it's always, is it a, is it a pretty common practice that um, drain companies that if a, uh, sorry, let me go back, especially if your system is older, you know, uh, but is it a pretty common practice that, that they will offer a camera if you had some type of blockage and you go out and you clear it? Will they usually offer that camera as part of the service or do they, do they charge extra for that? So, um, most companies will charge extra. Um, and it's, you know, in a lot of cases, it's a different technician coming out. It's, it's very expensive equipment. And so most companies will charge extra. Now, some companies that are actually trying to solve problems and help people get these things out of their lives um, are a little more uh, inclined to not nickel and dime you through that whole process and just try and help you get to the root of the problem and, and get the real solution figured out. So it all depends on who you're working with. That's why it's so important to find somebody you trust and make sure their process lines up with what your goals are. But is that a question that someone should ask on the phone? Like if they know, like, hey, I got to get this thing cabled. I don't know why. Is is it okay for them to ask that question to the company and be like, hey, once you guys clear this, are you willing to camera it and, and ask those questions? It's always a good question. Yeah, there's, there's no such thing as a bad question when you're trying to figure out what's going on with your home. Um, the biggest thing is making sure that that answer is one you trust. Um, mm -hmm. And anybody who is throwing answers around without really – knowing exactly what's going on and, and being there on site and kind of evaluating what's what's happening uh, people throwing answers around to questions like that are sometimes a little bit scary you want to you want to make sure somebody's actually out there to find out a little bit more see if it really is something you need because a lot of times it's not as big an issue as you may you may think and the camera may not be necessary maybe it's not the sewer line backing up maybe it's something different um, and manifests in a similar way um, and so it, it is good to ask, do you guys have cameras if we need it? Um, and make sure that they're a company that has the ability to take you through the whole process. Gotcha. There's still companies out there that just cable. I mean, it, cables started being used when they started having problems because that was the tool they had. And 
And so that's why people think that's the fix, but there are companies that still just cable it and they charge what they need to, to, to make it worth them to cable it. And, and so it, for a lot of times it's, that's their bread and butter is cable it. And seems like if you're in the business of just cabling lines and you're not trying to fix them, that's, you, you don't want job security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so, want it to back up again. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So any more pros about the cable before we go into some of the cons about why, um, the cons of cable. That's, that's really about it. But Hey, before we dive into cons, can I make a shout out? Yeah. Our technician Tyler just sent me a picture of their baby that was born minutes ago. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, congratulations, Tyler. Hey, way to go, nice man. Job, Tyler. What, yeah, what, what number you. child is that for? This him? is, oh, now you've put me on the spot. I'm pretty sure this is Don't number three. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is number three. <laughs> <laughs> He'll let you know if it's not. He will. He I will. know he listens to the show. He does. So. He does. He's gotten a lot from it. But cons are um, numerous. Um, one is again with roots being the most common thing you think about a bouquet of roses you take your wife bouquet of roses she brings you a bouquet however you guys do it and the first thing you do is you cut the bottom another analogy that I can't relate to (laughs) okay you're not a rose guy I get it (laughs) well no funny story I always have to put my wife on blast for this so one year um, I went I, I was driving around and I heard one of those like flower commercials like on the radio Mm -hmm. and being the guy that this is targeted to i had forgotten or hadn't taken the time to do whatever holiday was coming up i don't even remember the holiday what i do remember is that i ordered the flowers smart my wife saw the charge come through on the credit card Uh, and went and canceled the order what she was upset what how dare you buy flowers i (laughs) i've never bought her flowers since (laughs) My so wife. jokes on her. Oh, we got a I, lot I of probably be guessing since it never happened before. She was sure it was fraud. <laughs> I had gotten flowers before, oh. and here's the thing: if you if you talk to her about it, there's she's got her reasons why, and it was something about like I would rather you like go and buy cheaper flowers at Costco, and I was like I wasn't going by Costco. I was trying to make a gesture of love. My, my wife says they're just going to die anyway. Buy me some food or something, but then. I get in trouble if I don't buy flowers. So anyway, I derailed that because you made a we can come back about flowers. Well, it, we're still on topic. We're talking about flowers still. So the first thing you do <laughs> when you, you do guys get, get that on bouquet. edible arrangements, ooh, uh, we'll come back to that. So they're pretty, and you can eat them. There you go. Uh, edible arrangements is not a sponsor of the show. If you'd like to be, get that at me, true. Mike dot Wilson at anyhourservices.com. <laughs> we are taking sponsors, uh, but again, my wife doesn't do chocolate dip fruit. You don't have to be chocolate dip fruit. You just be regular You're fresh cut chocolate fruit. dip fruit. I love some chocolate dip fruit, and I, I am chocolate dip fruit. I like dip chocolate fruit. dip strawberries. So we've just had a breakthrough. Um, so What were you trying to talk about, Jason? Flowers. We're still there. <laughs> um, so first thing you do, you get a bouquet of roses. You put the water in. You put the little food packet. Get yep. it, and then you cut the bottom off the stem of roses mm-hmm. so that it can absorb those nutrients. Yep. When we run an auger through a line and cut those roots off, we've done the exact same thing. And so those roots are going to be able to more actively absorb the nutrients that you're putting into it by, you know, using your sewer line. Um, and they grow back faster. They grow back stronger. And so people who... I see where you're going now with that. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. we got there now. It's huh? a rich environment. The, Regardless the, of what you're putting packet, down there, there's a lot of water healthy. going the down the The packet you dump in the water is very similar to the same things you flush down the toilet. It Oop. is like the fertilizer of all roots. That's, you know, that's it's the truth a, of it's it. It's perfect. 
I okay. Yeah, and that's so it, why they come back bigger and stronger every year. It's the environment they've been dying to find, and they found it right there in your front yard. And so they grow back faster and stronger. So people who don't fix it on the first one, what we see is, okay, I got a little while till the next one, and then we find that gap between backups get shorter and shorter and shorter as those roots get stronger and faster. And that's a question we ask a lot: is how long you've been doing this? So I've done it once in three years. Then you run into the customer or the person who's done it. Well, I do it once every month. Okay, this your roots are strong and they're coming back fast. You got no wow. time or limited mm-hmm. time before something happens. And mm-hmm. so, and that that is exactly how the 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 uh, how it plays out. You you hit your first one or it happens to you one time and it becomes roots. And then, depending on the tree or or the shrubs you have, they'll come back six months, maybe a year later, or they'll start showing up every three months because they're just coming back stronger and faster and it might be an aggressive tree it may not be an aggressive tree just depends Mm. on which what you planted or even what the city planted in in the right of way but you're responsible either way one of the questions we hear a lot are the yards that don't have a tree in the front yard well what trees putting those roots in there Mm -hmm. and the the real thing is all we know is there are roots we really don't know where they're coming from. Could I've be seen two neighbors down the street. It could be. It could be crabgrass. I've seen crabgrass go nine feet down and crush a pipe. Oh. Um, certain grasses shoot super deep roots, and especially depending on where you live. Here in Utah, we live in the desert, and so plants go deep to find water. And I think the biggest thing is roots aren't causing the the water to come out of the pipe. Right. They right. just found the water. Mm-hmm. And you know you've had someone has has dug the trench and put it back even if it's been 40 30 years that soil is still softer than the soil that was never dug up mm-hmm. which the roots are automatically going to go towards and then you add water that's automatically going to go to the softer soil in the first place and it's going to go to the bottom of that trench and then there's there's a pipe there with a hole in it holy cow well i think another con uh with cables uh is that a lot of times if you've got an opening like you described where either roots are coming in or or debris is like falling in or maybe the pipe is collapsing on itself is that when you put a cable down that line it's a big metal cable two inch head on it and it's like whipping around really fast and if there is extra pressure or cracks or things it's possible that you are causing more damage if you just continue cabling over and over and over again um but Anyway, on another huge con is the expense. Every time you have somebody come out and run a cable, you're paying for that to happen, which the inevitable fact is, unfortunately, you're going to end up repairing or replacing that line. So every time you've paid to cable it, you're just making it more expensive to get to the end line that you're going to get to at some point anyway. Now, we've talked about this before. Uh, Another reason that people cable the line so frequently is because the repair options used to not be ideal, right? Mm-hmm. So what? talk to me about what you used to have to do to repair it and what has changed and why uh, cabling doesn't have to be your option anymore. Any Anytime we talk about the history of anything, I defer to, to the senior citizen in our group. Son of a... <laughs> so Matt, yes, we are all son of son people of younger than you. <laughs> so yeah, You could be our father. A whole person could have lived a life between you and me. So why don't you tell us about the history of digging? <laughs> well, Start, starting from your as far hands, as the history, the, the tools that have after ch- the flood, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> the things that have changed the, the sewer line industry is uh, starting with the camera. I mean, we've we've had cameras in underground utilities for thirty years. It's just they thought they were really cool being able to make a camera the size of a football and making it move you know it still is pretty cool yeah. but 
um, so they could get a camera, have a cord on the back of it, be able to drive it. They couldn't really control right or left. They could just make it go forward and then pull it back with the cable, but kind they could still. Kind of like the first remote control cars. Yeah. Just, on, just on like the Or the cheap ones that you get. Still today, yes, yes. Backwards, forwards. <laughs> so when they, start, when they started doing that in the bigger pipelines and they could see what's going on and they would see that some of these joints have got roots coming in, the offsets and, and where they needed to update the lines. And cities are kind of the ones that started updating their systems because it's cheaper to when i say update they could line or burst instead of digging up the whole road there were other options and they could see it with their camera and they knew what they could do now the hard part was with it being such a small line at four inch diameter they didn't have anything that they could put in a four inch line so we on homes have still been cabling and knocking the roots down and that was that was our means we poke a hole in it it would drain down we'd go as long as we could poke another hole in it and people started thinking of that as maintaining their sewer line like it was something that needed to be done and the, I tru still the truth was it was the only thing that could really be done so. yeah and it's like blowing air into a raft with a hole in it and just keep blowing more air and Runs out blow more air unfortunately yeah. when the cable didn't work and then they had to dig it up they really had no idea where it was at because the camera wasn't there yet to one be able to see it and locate it um, other locating devices they had weren't very accurate at all. Used, we used to, it might sound bad, there's a little locating beacon we would put on fishing line, flush down a toilet, and, and see the footage on it and try to see where it was at and then go out and try to locate it. Um, other ways we would do, we'd use dye. We'd put dye down the toilets and we'd go to manholes to see is it coming through or is it completely broke off. And so these are like the ways we had to do it before you could just put a camera in it and see what's going on. Not only see what's going on, but you could locate it and see exactly where it's at and the depth of it. And so the camera is really what changed it. Um, but then even before the camera when they had to do a replacement because the cable didn't work the equipment was a lot bigger um they didn't know where it was at and so they would dig the entire front yard up looking for it or half of it best case scenario and and then they would find it and then they would start chasing it to find the problem of where the blockage is that the cable couldn't get through then when they're all said and done their whole yard is destroyed. Um, they've not only got the expense of the uh, equipment and the labor and the materials, but now they've got to re-landscape their whole yard. And so most people seen that and it spread quickly. Like the cable is the way to go. If you can cable it, that's the best thing to do because you'll destroy your home, you know. But with the, the camera to where we could pinpoint it and dig exactly where the problem is and know where it is, there's a lot less problems with landscaping. We can uh find it and then the other thing we've come up with is using things to protect the grass like plywood and plates and and things where we can throw the spoil pile on it and then when we're done we pull it off and man that grass looks perfect when you're done and so you'd have a little eight by eight spot missing grass and that was the extent of some of the repairs uh then some other bigger things that came up were lining um lining and with a liner you can dig down from one access and and blow a uh, resin soaked sock down a line which then you inflate with another calibration tube which hardens up and it's a pvc liner inside the pipe where it seals off all the roots and you could do that from one point to the whole line um, bursting is another one but you would need two out two um, access points um, but you would pull a big metal 
uh, head with cutters on it with that hooks to a pipe and it pulls a new pipe in behind it. So those are some of the things that have really streamlined these replacements because the pipes that were used, I mean, they're just like everything else. They have a, a age that they last to, and most of them are anywhere, what is it, 30 to... 20 to 30 years, 20 For, to 50. Yeah, cast iron clay, 30-ish to 40-ish, yeah. And that, that really depends on what you're putting down it to. It can, it can not even make it that long. If somebody's putting some aggressive chemicals or things down there they're not supposed to, or if all they ever do is run water and throw everything in the trash can, you might get a little bit longer than that. But 30 to 40 years is where, where you start to see some real wear and tear and, ma and maintenance starting to show up. Hmm. I'm I'm not a roofer, Mike, but um, you on just a normal like I know. asphalt shingle roof. How long how long do those last? Do you know? I I don't. It's probably a podcast about roofing if you were a roofer, but I, I don't know how long they last. Hmm. I, I mean, do you know how long they last? No, I I've seen some that are up to twenty five years. I think metal roofs go a little bit longer, but I think asphalt shingles are somewhere around twenty five. Who's got their phone handy? Why don't you Google that? Yeah, all right. See what the lifespan on that. I'm I'll guessing. Back to you. I'm guessing 25 years. What are you guessing? I, I'm not. You're not going to guess anything <laughs> at all. You're just like totally when gun shy away chicken, from roofing. When it comes to when it comes to analogies, <laughs> I, it's possible that I would I don't know like say the wrong thing, oh, and I don't okay. want to say the wrong thing. So um, I think a roof lasts. Good thing we have a millennial here. He's it, really here's, quick with here's the, the thing. Just here, barely. I mean, here's I'm how only long, one year into that. Here's how long a, a roof lasts. It lasts until it goes bad. Mm. How do you know it's bad? Huh? That's the chicken answer. Google tells me. <laughs> well, Google Format. tells me right now that uh, most asphalt shingles should go about 25 years. Oh, well, it's almost you must like be a you, roofer. you Googled this before we started. No, it I does seem that guess. way. The, the tone Maybe of your the voice. years that I've been alive, different. I knew this. I don't know. <laughs> oh, how many roofs have you gone through? Seven. Four or five? Six? <laughs> I've re-roofed re a few houses of mine, yeah. so. Okay, but why'd you re-roof them? Because <laughs> there was water coming. Okay, into so my home. The, the, okay, so people aren't quite <laughs> understanding what's going on here. I'm so not, get to where I'm you're not going. Do that. I'm not get doing to where you're going. No, Jason, go ahead. All right, Mike. Let's say you have an older roof, and okay. you see you see a leak start to form, and you're getting I'm water replacing on the that ceiling. bad boy. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, get me a roofer out here get and someone get me a out new here. roof. Let's fix this for real. No, okay. And, so your question, okay, I got a leaky roof. Yeah. So so the thoughts that go through my head. How old is the roof and why is it leaking? Yeah, what's happening with it? What's going wrong? Why is it leaking? Things like that. How am I going to make sure it's never going to leak again? That's, that's really the end point. And the big thing is that that's something you can see. When you buy a house, you know one day you're going to put a new roof on it. One day you're going to put a new furnace in it. The one thing we don't think about is the part that we can't see, the sewer line. Out of sight, out of mind. And it's supposed to be out of sight, out of mind. If it is something you have to think about, it's because something's happened and now you've seen a problem. When you have a leak in your roof, you see it every day. It's damaging things. It's hurting your house even more than just the leak itself. And so you fix it. You don't want it leaking. For some reason, sewer lines have taken a different turn, and people decide sometimes not to fix it and just let the roof keep leaking. And it causes more and more problems, more and more damage. Every time it backs up, it's damaging the floor. It's damaging whatever that water touches um, just for sake of how important it is for that water um, the laws require if a remediation company gets involved and comes and help drywall that gets wet has to be cut two feet above the water line and um, just to make sure there's no contaminants left behind uh, and so it's it's a huge problem to have sewage in your house but because it's not something you can see every time it rains 
people tend to neglect it. And and that that particular you know code or whatever Jason's talking about uh, taking the sheetrock up to get the contaminants out, that comes from way back um, um, when uh, indoor plumbing was even uh, designed or made possible for people. Indoor plumbing is t considered top five um, uh, best technology ever in our lifetime and the reason is is when it came when it came out and you were able to channel or get your bad waste or that dirty water or that contaminants out of the home um, deaths in the home that were were related to disease or illness or breathing in the, the wrong kind of air uh, actually decreased by 50 percent to when we when we were able to catch that that kind of water that kind of wastewater and push it out of the home and treat it treat it down the line somewhere for sure my favorite i think the the thing the biggest thing to to kind of tie things together with that that roof and everything else is if anything in your home <clears throat> sorry anything in your home was leaking you would fix it uh you were you're not going to let it leak you're not going to let your water lines leak you're not going to let your water heater leak even if your furnace is, is leaking water where it should be draining into the the floor drain you're going to make sure it gets to the right place the sewer line's no different it, we've known before cameras that if we're cabling it and we're pulling back roots it's leaking and we've just kind of got to the point where we just ignore that and water is the most powerful thing out there and it destroys pretty much everything you, you look at all the canyons that are made and you look at the dams that have been destroyed from not installed right water is like the power of all everyone's been fighting over power or water forever because of the power water has. When you have something leaking, it doesn't change it even if it's underground because it's one, attracting roots that are destroying your line. Two, it's washing the dirt out from underneath your pipe, which is going to cause those bellies and those offsets. And so for some reason, people have uh, justified that everything in your home should not leak unless it's your sewer line. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really make any sense, does it? So yeah well and to that point we had a job a couple of years ago um not the one in Tooele that's not where I'm going but um that was a hole in the sewer line underneath the home so it was underneath the slab and under the basement and when we put a camera in there all we could see was this hole where water was escaping you, that's the one limitation of the cameras is you can't see what damage is occurring outside of that pipe and so we ended up, that customer wanted to fix it. And so we ended up jackhammering the concrete to get down to that pipe. And when we got through the concrete, what we found was a five foot abscess uh, underneath where that leak had been washing the dirt away from that pipe and even carrying some of it down or compacting underneath. And so I'm not going to say how long that could have gone on before concrete collapsed, but if that gets big enough, you do. And, and it's a big, scary thing. It doesn't happen very often, but it can cause such a big hole that things can begin to collapse, including your floor. Mm. well so uh what does i mean i guess that's the thing is like i think the biggest thing that keeps people from repairing it or replacing it is that the the cost really and not really the cost because it's not that it's expensive and it shouldn't be not that expensive the dollar amount the, it's the process it's the unexpected mm -hmm. like no one knows when that's going to happen, uh, they're not planning it. They were as Americans or, or maybe as 
humans, I don't know, we're not terribly great at like, you know, saving for those types of emergencies, which we try and save and we call ourselves doing a good job if we're saving for a vacation. But then all of a sudden you have an emergency pop up and you got to replace a sewer line. Sorry, kids, no Mickey Mouse. But hey, you can flush that toilet as much as you want. <laughs> I've had many people say, "Well, I guess we're getting flushing toilets for Christmas this year." Right? We, yeah, and we've so, had that a lot. I mean, they and they do they do have financing options available and things. And and I love the trenchless technology where you can replace those. But the biggest thing is, you know, try and watch for those early warning signs uh, before it gets to the point where you have a big backup. And even if you see the early warning signs like don't wait to start saving money it's a good idea to be putting some money aside as a a house emergency fund because water heaters go out furnaces go out sewer lines go out and and things just kind of break down and as much as you try to maintain them it does get to the point where things have to be replaced and installed new well and you just made me think of two points one of those being the expense and that's without fixing it and letting it back up that expense is only getting higher and higher not only because you're paying to cable it like i mentioned earlier but every time it backs up it's damaging something Mm -hmm. we've been to many homes where they repair the basement because sewer water got around and they get new drywall new floors new everything and then it happens again because they didn't fix the problem and uh, they end up doing it all again and making it more expensive Mm -hmm. and I was just going to say with, with that, if you've got, you know, keepsakes that can't be replaced, um, we, we've come across a, a handful of those and that's, that's, that's super sad. That's, that's hard to, hard to watch when you, when, um, when, when we know that we knew about it and we still, and, and we had to watch those things get lost. Mm-hmm. So just like, like Chase was said, the cost only gets, it gets <clears throat> deeper when you're, when you're trying to, uh, skip around it. I might be a control freak and this m- you know, he, are. he is. I'm, okay. Well, I wasn't worried about the pictures or anything. My thing is like, if I have a problem, I want to control when I'm doing it. You put it off. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna catch up with you sooner or later. The only thing is it's going to happen. And typically what we see is it's a full collapsed pipe and you have no choice but to dig. And you know how everything always happens. It's either a holiday or a weekend, or that's when those things happen. The middle of the night. Murphy's law. You know, mm-hmm. that's just the way it works. And then people are in a panic, and it has to be done now. You don't get a plan when this is going on. You don't have the option of a lot of the trenchless things. And so my advice is, if you've got water leaving any pipe, you need to get it sealed up. You need to get it fixed. It's only going to get worse. Um, and so the the best signs we have are a cable pulling back something that you need to get a camera in to get it looked at. Well, and that so. makes me think of the other point I had a second ago was that what we've seen with people who continually cable these lines, and like I mentioned earlier, that gap gets smaller and smaller between cablings. Eventually, whatever's causing those backups is going to crush that pipe. Mm-hmm. And so like Matt says, you can replace it on your own terms. As soon as you know there's a problem, you can solve it. Or you can wait until that pipe forces your hand and then you're still going to be unprepared and you're still going to be having a big problem that has now become even harder to fix because you can't do liners and things on the pipes that have collapsed most of the time. You and can roll the dice, but the house always wins. The house, mm. or in this case, it loses. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the house won. Well, you lost. The sewer line won. The house got damaged. I've always I thought the, house, I had got, a good the little, house got repaired because it wanted to. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, I was it trying was to make a Vegas. Like it was good. Yeah. I thought yeah, I was good doing was good, good, and then yeah. you were like, "No." Well, uh, l- let me tie into that point: is Do it. if you know that you quickly. have, 
have that point uh have that Sucks problem when analogies don't land doesn't Man, it? it's the pits <laughs> <laughs> they have pits pit bosses uh you know and pitted thank pipes. you pitted pipes yeah that's not where i was going but that's where i'm pitted always faces at. whatever uh, pits yep it's the pits. they stink but what I was what I was saying is if you know you got these issues and you're you're trying to you know you you know we we've seen actual a lot of people who uh will cable their line cuz the holidays are coming up and they're hosting uh that actually doesn't do you a whole lot of good uh, cuz you're putting a lot of extra pressure on an already weak problem and the cable really is not going to help you there it's going to come back at the most unwanted time and it's usually when hosting and we find a we actually find a major increase around the holidays where people are hosting Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and that's where you get forced. I got family here; it needs to be fixed. Yep. And to add to that, to go back to one of your earlier questions about what the cable accomplishes, uh, one of the things it does not accomplish is preventing a backup. Right. They're made to clear an existing backup, and so if you're running one, a lot of people call in and say, "Hey, I just do this every few months to make sure I don't back up." That's a waste. It, it doesn't do any good unless there's a current blockage for it to break apart. Running a cable through a line that even if it has roots in it, those roots are just swinging around and they're like trap door and that cable's pretty rigid. And so you push it and if they're not held on tight and actually causing a blockage, they just swing out of the way and then swing right back when you get that cable out of the way. So it really doesn't accomplish anything as a maintenance well, or preventative standpoint. The other thing, you're sending a, a metal rod, mechanical going down your pipe with a cutting tool on the end of it it's just it's going to cause it causes more damage to your existing system than it does good mm-hmm. the only time you should use it is if you are totally backed up yeah it's a tool of necessity hey well, i thought of something i wanted like oh, we got all this stuff up on top of the table here you know all yep. these different trades uh-huh. and, and I, I, plumbing obviously is one of the coolest trades i'm looking at the kind of the air fairies behind us with the furnace there and then we've got the electrical this what do we call it i don't really even know i don't really know where to go you know but (laughs) any of those trades like without plumbing and you can't flush your toilet without somewhere to go you're back in the stone age we we like we changed well and they say one of my favorite things to quote is i don't know who said it or what but one widely accepted belief is that plumbers and indoor plumbing have done more for disease prevention and control than doctors ever have see Huh? That's We're saving I, your life. Didn't I say that earlier? Just not like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it then, and then somebody cut me off. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You drove that right home. I like it. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I must have had selective hearing. I've noticed. Uh, anything one, else that, we want That is something that you would want to hear. I, uh, <laughs> what's, what? I haven't perfected my selective hearing. Oh, okay. okay. That, Sometimes that it just sense. kicks I in just, all on its own. Selective hearing, you hear what you want to hear. I, I was just confused there. I'm sure everyone listening is kind of confused right now. Probably. Uh, <laughs> anything else um, before we wrap up the show? No, there's always more. We could do an episode on each little piece of this on how to, you know, what a liner is, what a burst is. We could we could go into this for days and days and days. But as a general overall encompassing synopsis of what's going on with your sewer line, um, that's that's what it comes down to is you cable it to get the water out of there so you can find out what's going to fix it and then let a professional that you trust help you get down the road to that solution. Got it. Biggest thing is, yeah, the, the cable is not maintaining, fixing. It's just clearing the water. Um, if you've got to the point where you've been cabling, you've got some serious problems, I really feel like if anyone has seen and understood it the way we would everyone would be replacing them after a certain age, just updating before they even had problems, you know, but, uh, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, Jason actually said this. This is my last thought. If we get really got to end, um, but I, I mean, we don't have to. If we it's just, have to. Yeah. I mean, we we started talking about uh, other things, and so, so I, I, I thought maybe that meant that we Mr. were done. Let me tell you a little story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you guys end right. the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason said this uh, off a couple. That of days actually ago. reminds me of a story. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't too. go. <laughs> Let's all share our stories. Okay, Jesse's final thought. Um, Techn uh, technological advances usually form up around uh, our needs. Not always, but mostly, right? And so if a cable had the technology to actually fix the problems, there wouldn't be the need for liners, bursters, and better excavation equipment, and better talented excavators, and things like that. And so the cable serves a purpose, no doubt, but all of the advances that we've had in technology, that, that's the real fix. Um, and the most cost-effective way to go. Well, and it, it, they don't put money and effort into advancing a technology that's not needed. And the the plumbing world is changing constantly. There's tons of new technology. The cameras that Matt mentioned earlier, the liners, all this technology is from tons and tons of research, development, money spent, and they do that because it's a need. It's something that we really have to have in our society to make it all function. That's the show. Thanks so much for listening to so this. We are ending. We are. All right. It's cool. official. Mm-hmm. I thought it sounded like we had a spot to end. Oh, it was like, good. It was a good segue. All right, Mike, over to you. Yep. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of In the House. We'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe. Uh, and if you have time, go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review for the show. We're really interested in what you think about the show. If you'd like Chasen to talk less or Matt to talk more or Matt to not even be on the show. Matt could if, tell us about roofing. If, if you think the analogies that Matt uses really land solidly let us know <laughs> but if you don't relate to them let us know that as well uh <laughs> i'd like to thank matt chase and jesse for being here uh austin behind the scenes co-producing and everyone else behind the scenes that helps make the show possible uh, if you'd like to know more about any hour services visit anyhourservices.com but i've been your host mike wilson and you've been listening to in the house see ya <laughs>